welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and I want to wish you a happy National Dollar Day. Go spend your dollars on the incredible movies that we'll be talking about, such as Step, The Boss Baby, a World Leadership Congress one of our kids' first reporters attended, and My Little Pony Equestria Girls, Magical Movie Night. Right now, we're talking to Callista from Los Angeles, and she is 13. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Callista, well, otherwise known as Callie. Hi, welcome. So, you recently saw the movie Step, and I heard it was a really good movie, right? Yes, I would... Well, I mean, I feel like really good movie is a little bit of an understatement because, okay, so I watch a lot of movies and I don't think I've ever seen a movie that has gotten such an emotional reaction out of the audience. Everyone was crying. Everyone was cheering. It was like, it was insane. Really? So I did a little research on the film and it's about these high school girls who live in Baltimore and they compete on a step dance team? Yes, that is true. Okay, and what did you think about the film? You said it brought a big range of emotions from the audience, and why do you think that is? Well, I feel like this documentary doesn't hold back in terms of showing, like, the harsh reality, because these girls, I'm just going to say it, they are not in good situations. Like, you know, they're struggling, and, like, um, one of the girls, Blessin, she mentions how, like, sometimes she doesn't even... She doesn't even have a refrigerator. These girls are going through a lot. And I feel like this documentary, it doesn't hold back. It shows how these girls, like, how they have to really fight to get where they are. And because, you know, I've seen so many, like, pieces of media, movies, TV shows that are like, oh, if, if you believe, you can follow your dreams. No, it's not that easy. And I feel like this documentary does a good job on showing that. But at the same time, it's really not, like, depressing. And it, it's motivational, but it also has a bit of reality to it as well. I think that is one of the truest things that I've heard in a long time. So thank you for saying that, because I think that that's really true, that even though these movies encourage you to, you know, never give up and everything, there's always, you know, multiple sides to them. So I really appreciate you saying that. And given that these girls were not in good situations as you said was there a favorite character one you could relate to maybe her situation or maybe how she perceived things or anything like that well honestly it was hard to pick a favorite all three of the girls were really likable blessing Corey, and taylor they were all likable and well i do feel like blessing got a little bit more i feel like blessing was kind of the main focus Corey and Taylor were also very enjoyable, and I'm gonna be honest, I do kind of relate to the whole thing where Taylor's mom is a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I, I love my mom, but we, but we, I kind of joked with her that, oh hey, look, that's you. I mean, I personally don't feel that like their situations are similar to mine, but I can still feel that like. Even if you are not in a similar situation to these girls, they can still be relatable because sometimes there might be things that get in your way, like grades and the people you surround yourself with, your influence from your friends, your influence from your family. It shows all of that. 
And I feel like even if like the personal situations, like there's not like anything personal, like personal, like the situations that they were going through, like not having a refrigerator, like I previously mentioned, but certain things like certain small things like impact from your friends and or maybe even your partner, that sort of thing is shown too. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Even though you didn't have a favorite character, would you say that there was a favorite scene? Oh, geez. That's probably even harder than the favorite character's moment, because, well, I mean, because there were so many good scenes. Like, the first of all, I just got to say that the dance routines were really good, and the scenes where they did that was really amazing. The opening scene was also, like, because you know how they always say, like, oh, when people start off their story, they got to, like, they gotta, like, grab your attention and hook you in. Yeah, that's what I can describe this opening scene as. Because a big part of this film is Black Lives Matter, and it takes place a year after the Freddie Gray protests in Baltimore 2015. And it shows, like, this in certain scenes. Like, they have a scene where they go to the memorial, and the opening scene shows the news footage from it. And I'm not gonna lie, I hadn't heard of this until then, and I feel like, I, like, after that, after, like, the opening scene, I was just like, Wow, this is probably going to be an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's, it's really hard to pick a scene. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some incredible films such as Step, The Boss Baby, a World Leadership Congress one of our Kids First reporters attended, and My Little Pony Equestria Hello? Girls, Magical Movie Night. Right now I'm talking to Callista about the movie Step. So we were just talking about how Callista really enjoyed this movie, right? There were so many different characters and scenes. But even though you really enjoyed this film, was it a film that you originally wanted to see? Like, what were your expectations and were they reached? I mean, I didn't know much about this film going in. I just knew that it was a dance documentary. And I knew it involved um, African Americans and Black Lives Matter and that was pretty much all I knew. I didn't have, I didn't try to come up with big expectations. I just thought, okay, this is probably going to be an enjoyable documentary. I'm not much of a documentary person because most of the time I find them really boring. But I have to say this was a very well put together documentary. It, it surpassed my expectations, like phenomenally surpassed my expectations. I didn't know if this was just going to be a documentary that all it does is just serve to teach, like the documentaries that they just play in school that you just tune out because it's so boring. I it was, I, I wasn't expecting it to be bad, but I didn't know exactly what I was going what I was going to expect when I sat down and actually watched it. So I feel like it did do a good job making me feel like it was better than I originally thought it was going to be. Well, that's really good. It's always great to, you know, when you see a movie and it's better than you thought it was going to be. So even though you thought it was really good, did you think that there was anything that the film lacked? Could it improve in any way? I mean, there were a lot of the step girls and it only focused on three. I don't know if maybe this was because of like time saving or if it was like a thing where like they could only choose three. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the other girls' stories because, you know, if Bless and Taylor and Corey were amazing, maybe maybe we could have seen the other girls. I mean, I wouldn't say this is a flaw, but it probably would have been nice. Also, the movie's like 80 minutes long, I think. 
So maybe I could say that it's too short because I honestly kind of wanted to watch more because it was just so good. Wow, so you really want there to be a sequel then, right? I wouldn't say a sequel because, well, first of all, I don't really know if it can, like, improve on that because the sequel is supposed to improve and take what the original story was given, take what it got from the original story and make it better. But I don't really know if it can do that. And I was satisfied with the ending. But like I previously mentioned, it did feel surprisingly short, which, I don't know. I mean, maybe there was some stuff that they filmed, but they had to cut. But it honestly is kind of hard to come up with complaints. Well, aside from the fact that sometimes Blessin was a little bit annoying because she did have, like, breakdowns and outbursts in the middle of step practice. But, I mean, it was sort of like, I feel like that was more like um, making you want her to, like, succeed even more so I wouldn't really say there are a lot of flaws in this which believe me if you know me I do not say that very often well then that's a that's a great compliment then um it sounds like a really great film does it would you say it really matters because I know it's a movie about dance if you're not really interested in that would you say that would affect how you think the movie was or would you say that everyone could relate to it like what would your age or star rating be for this film Well, about the dance thing, I'm going to be honest, I know nothing about dance. I am a terrible dancer, and I really do not like it. The only time I will like dance is if I'm watching Dance Moms, and even that's an exception sometimes. So knowing that it was about dance, that was part of the reason why I wasn't exactly sure if it was going to be amazing or just like, eh, that was pretty good. I wasn't really sure, mainly because of the dance, but, you know, because it was involved Black Lives Matter and African-American culture and feminism, I kind of got more interested in it. And because I cannot keep my opinions to myself, I was thinking that this could be a very motivational and important movie in this time especially, because they do have scenes dedicated to things like feminism and Black Lives Matter. Like, those are very important parts of this whole film. And I honestly think it wouldn't be the same if they cut those Black Lives Matter scenes out. So I feel like if you're not a fan of dance and you're skeptical on this because it is a documentary about dance, let me just say that that is probably the most, that is probably the most, like, I cannot describe like how much this movie is not just about dance. I could, there are so many other things I could say to describe it and just, it's a dance movie. I'm getting a little bit too passionate here, but like, you know, it's more than just a dance movie. It's very motivational and it's very inspiring. But like I previously mentioned, at the same time, it doesn't hold back in showing the cold, harsh reality. And I feel like in this day and age, that could be very influential to someone. I would give this movie a 4 out of 5, and I would probably recommend it for around 10, 11 to 18, because this is not a movie that I feel like a little kid could enjoy or understand, because this movie is, it it, it really doesn't work for, like, little kids, because, yeah, it may seem like just a cute little dance film at first, but like I previously mentioned, it is not just a cute little dance film, so it does deal with some very serious topics, so I feel like it, it would be aimed more towards an, an older audience. And I feel like any, anyone who just wants like a good motivational movie, something to pick them, 
something to help them feel like they can do it. That would be like what I would describe this film. And that's what I'd say. So yeah, if you just want like a really motivational movie, I would definitely recommend this documentary. Well, thank you so much for your feedback and for talking about it. You heard it here. It's a really great film. If you want to check it out, it's in theaters nationwide on August 4th. Thank you so much, Callista. I really enjoy talking about good movies instead of like mediocre ones. And I, I get more passionate in a good way about actually good movies. I completely agree with you. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hello and welcome back to the program kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blakesley and we just got done talking about the wonderful documentary step we're going to continue continue the show talking about the world leadership congress and also my little pony equestria girls magic movie night and speaking of movies, we're going to be talking to Morgan right now about The Boss Baby, which is out on DVD and Blu-ray now. So go check it out. So, uh, Morgan, thank you for being on the show. Uh, let's talk about The Boss Baby, because this is actually a surprise film. Because when I went to go see it, I was expecting to see another... Because I love DreamWorks, but I was like, this film just looks like another like mediocre film that hopefully that they'll make up with the next How to Train Your Dragon movie. But surprisingly, this was actually a very inventive and imaginative film that I that made me laugh a lot surprisingly so uh, what did you think of the film well I have to say that it was absolutely adorable because both the puppies babies and children humor villains all have one thing in common now and that is they all make a terrific film called the boss baby and I think that the animation was colorful and it has depth with lots of details and the storyline is very cute and silly and that was perfect for this film and I think it does like Teach a really good message because I'm, I'm a sibling of two brothers and one sister and I'm the youngest. So it's just kind of a nice story to talk about of like what happens when you have this new thing in the household being with your parents. It just it's it's that it was a really identifiable story that was handled for kids 
in a very respectable and hilarious way. Tell us a little bit what you thought about the animation in this film, because DreamWorks is spectacular for it. I have to say that I really do love the animation. It had a lot of depth, like I said, and it was very colorful, and it's very bold and detailed. And I love the way that each and every detail mattered to the animators while they animated it, the boss baby. And it was actually magnificent to me. And it was very fast-paced, but they didn't make it too fast. Because at the same time, they made sure that while it was fast, they also included everything. So while you're watching it, you have to make sure that you look for all the little eye candy details. Definitely. It's, I, what's great about animation, animation can do comedy so well with slapstick and different sort of visual comedy that live-action films aren't able to do. And they're just, it is beautifully woven together to create some amazing sequences. And I gotta admit, I think some of the writing is pretty funny, especially with Alec Baldwin as the voice actor. Speaking of which, tell us about what you thought about the voice actors in this film. Oh my goodness, I think the voice actors were hilarious. Um, Tim, I think, is absolutely adorable, and he would have to be my favorite character because he wants all his parents' love to himself, and because he was an only child for so long, and he is new to the idea of sharing love with a new baby brother. And I can relate to this since my sister was not so thrilled about my arrival, mm -hmm. and a lot of other siblings do have to learn about this, because like you said, there's this new thing that's coming into the household, and they're like, what? I have to start sharing? So yeah. they're not used to that idea. And also the voiceovers, they're all different and unique because they all have such different personalities. Like the boss baby is really, like he's the boss, you know, he's very bossy. And at the same time, he has this sweet side to him. And he's like, you know, I'll give you what you want if you do something for me. And then Tim is just kind of like, well, I'll, he just wants to be a regular kid. But at the same time, he's also very adventurous. And she's really loving as well. And the parents, played by Jimmy Kimmel and so many other different people, are really different with their voices because they have to play adults. So they're different from the kids because they have that deep voice at the same time of being, you know, loving and caring. And the way that they had the emotional reality with their voice was very realistic. Certainly. And it's kind of fun to see this because the story is very interesting because... It is like this underground uh, society of babies. And there's the babies that go off and grow up. And then there's the babies that handle the manufacturing of babies, which is a very weird concept. And it's funny because this last year's movie, Storks, tried something, tried something new with that as well. But this film, I feel like, did a better job because it, was, it had more heart to it. There was a really a loving connection between the characters that was just so beautiful to watch. And... And that's why I feel like DreamWorks does. Even when DreamWorks has, even if DreamWorks has a weak film, they still have a level of heart and humanity. And even just downright gorgeous animation just kind of make up for it. So that's what makes it a great animation company. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And we're going to continue the show talking about the World Leadership Congress and also My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Magical Movie Night. And we're going to continue in this magical movie review with Morgan on Boss Baby. So, Morgan, what would you say is your favorite part in this film? Ooh, I would have to say that my favorite part would have to be, other than the references that they make, including Mary Poppins, Evil Knievel, who I know about from my grandfather because they were neighbors and grew up in Butte, Montana together, including also Pirates of the Caribbean and just a tad bit of Star Wars references. 
Star Wars references as well, along with uh, many others that have me laughing, would have to be the one where Tim and the Boss Baby, Tim is played by Miles Berkshire and Boss Baby is played by the one and only Alec Baldwin, are pretending to be pirates, and they're coming up with fun pirate sayings, and they're just being like kids at heart. And they're just, you know, having fun defeating the pirates, playing with swords, and they're just imagining all this fun world in their head. Yeah, and it's, the imagination in this film is beautiful. The opening sequence in this film of, with Toby Toby just imagining all of his stuff, like like we did when we were kids. It's, it's just, this film is just full of beautiful colors and just amazing fast-paced animation. So what would you say is, is what, did, what message did you get out of this film? I would have to say that the message that I got was you should be able to um, share love and that there isn't just enough love for one person. It can be shared throughout everybody, you know. And also, at the same time, I think that um, an issue that a lot of people are having is that it feels like everybody's getting replaced when you have a younger sibling. So you can never be replaced. You know, you are never going to be replaced. You just don't have to worry about it. And this is something that every sibling does have at one point or another. So they just have to get rid of that feeling and, you know, be able to accept that and be like, okay, you know, this is my younger sibling. I'm going to share the love and they'll be able to learn this over time. And I think that it's a good lesson with that. Those are the two major lessons in this film. Yeah, all you have to do is just put up with the long nights and crying. But other than that, it's still a adorable message. So what would you say in this film that you just laughed the hardest? Ooh, I would have to say that I love I laughed the hardest. Would probably be one of the scenes where Elvis came and they were talking they had like the subtitles of what all the Elvis things were because they were all talking and like friends were saying, Yeah, 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 you know. I think that was hilarious because it was just really funny. And it just it had me laughing on the floor because most Elvis impersonators that I've seen actually do talk English or something. So, you know, I'm laughing so hard during that scene. It just made me smile. Yeah, because when you go to Vegas, it's like a, a cult of Elvis Presley impersonators. They're everywhere. And there's different variations. And that was pretty funny just to see that kind of Las Vegas stereotype. What, uh, what would you say is the age range and how many stars should we give this film? I would have to say that the age range for The Boss Baby is 6 to 18 because kids and adults and teenagers will all really adore the fun story characters, the references and adorable puppies, babies, and the message in The Boss Baby as well. And I give The Boss Baby 5 out of 5 baby giggling stars. Baby giggling stars. Now that's absolutely adorable. One last, one last question. What would you say? Do you feel like this is the best DreamWorks film, in your opinion? Um, I would have to say that it's actually a really good mixed-up tie between this one or How to Train Your Dragon. I really love those two. Wonderful. Well, another thing is that what's great about this film is that it's out on DVD right now, and there's a bunch of special features that usually come along with the DVD. What's something on the special on the DVD that you really want to you're curious to learn about the movie? Yeah, I actually saw it with the Boys and Girls Club of America, and they had it on a huge, uh, giant screen, so they didn't get to show us any of the wonderful things that they had along with like the special features. They just showed us the movie. Well, wonderful. Well, I guess that means we have to buy a DVD and check out what kind of special features it has. 
So mystery for those out there. Definitely mystery. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about the Boss Baby. I'm very excited to put in my own DVD collection when we when it comes out. So thank you so much, Morgan. Thank you so much for having me once again. This film is out on DVD and Blu-ray now, so please go check it out at your local stores. With that said, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met, Season 1 on DVD now. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some incredible films like The Boss Baby. And next we'll be talking with Kiefer, who's from Los Angeles and is 17, about the World Leadership Congress that he recently attended. Welcome to the show, Kiefer. Happy to be here to talk about it. So I really want to know myself, and I'm sure all of our listeners want to know, what is this camp? What was it about, and what was your experience like? Oh, boy, how do you sum this up? Well, this uh, this this is the World Leadership Congress. It is sponsored by the about Hobie, the Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Program. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hugh O'Brien was a back in the old days a very famous actor who was in who played Wired Up in the old Western movies. Um, ask your parents, kids. Anyway, he developed this organization where sophomores and people in the second year of of high school are able to go into this program and learn leadership skills. Uh, I attended. I I went. My school was having it. And they gave, I filled out an essay, an application form, and I was able to attend my local seminar, which is a three-day seminar somewhere in the States. And in, in California, there's, there's four different seminars. There's one in North California, one in Central California, one in Los Angeles, and one in Southern California, which is what I went to. And I went there for three days. I had a fun time, made friends. And if... If you want to continue your journey, you can go to the World Leadership Congress, which is like the Super Bowl of this organization. I was lucky enough to be chosen as one of, as one of the representatives. I got a scholarship to go to Chicago, Illinois, and go to this program along with another person, uh, Anai, who has become my best friend. 
And both of us went to Chicago and we went to this eight day jam packed course of community service work, seminars, leadership, uh, leaderships, lessons, and just, it's a very immersive experience. People from all over the world, I believe 13 countries came, people from Hong Kong, Taiwan, France, Argentina, so many others came all um, came to this seminar to learn how to be a better leader. And this year was there was 375 people and I was completely overwhelmed and lucky enough to come to this seminar. Wow, Ooh. that's great. I think one of my friends was there too. I know I've heard of Hobie. I haven't really known that much about it until you told me, but yeah, it's really a it's a really great organization. What what I know you kind of talked about that you really enjoyed it, but what did what what did you think of it? Like what was your life changed after going to this conference? It sounds cheesy, but yeah. <laughs> I I just got back from it very recently and I'm still kind of jet lagged and I'm still going summing up all the emotions that I went through. It's not like any other play, thing. I've not in like any other seminar I've been to. It's not something that just that just pats you on the back saying like, "Oh, you're a great leader. You you came from your place and you're a great leader." It's like they they treat you with respect and they 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 greet you with open arms and they and they say that no matter where you are in your life that you're special and there's always room for there's always room for improvement and there's always a way you can help make the world a better place. And it's such a great place cuz it's you're surrounded by like-minded people, people who want to change the world, people who want to make a difference. And this year's theme was the gold standard. And it's it, it, this, and the gold standard represents like what makes you, you, who are you and how are you going to use your skills and value to make the world a better place. And it was a very soul searching experience. It sounds very cheesy, I know, but it, it truly was. And I'm just so happy I was able to do it along with such extraordinary people whose stories and backgrounds are very empowering and inspiring. And I was just lucky to be along to be along with the be along for the ride. Well, just talking to you, you really sound like you do belong there. Along with many other people who belong there. There's so many names and so many people I met. I can't name them all here, but I love them. I miss them, and I just know that many of the people there are going to make this world so much more, so much better. Well, I think that that's great that you met so many incredible people. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about some incredible films, such as Step, The Boss Baby, a leadership camp that one of our Kids First reporters has attended, and My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Magical Movie Night. Right now, we're continuing to talk to Kiefer about his leadership camp, his World Leadership Congress specifically, and he said it was a really life-changing experience, and we were just talking about how he met so many incredible people. And, you know, you use the word leader a bunch of times, and I think that's what Hobie really is. What do you think, what does leader mean to you, in your opinion? <laughs> that's a fantastic question. I feel like a leader... Is some I well if, I'm forgetting who said this, but a, but somebody said that a leader is not somebody who creates more followers. A leader is somebody who creates more leaders, and I feel like that kind of some that's to kind of like the gist of it. We we're here to have an open mind. We're here that no matter where you're from, what your background is who you are, you still belong in this world. And there's this world that we live, we're living in a very, a, a very, a world of turmoil. 
And with this leadership Congress showed us that we're not, we, can't, we don't have to take it sitting down. And that's why I feel like Kids First does too a lot of the times because Kids First is empowers kids. It's like we want good media. We deserve quality children's media. And what, who's better to, to, to pick out the best films and television shows than the kids? And that's what's great about Kids First in that perspective because they, they give kids the torch saying like, hey, if you want to make a difference, you can do it. Go out, make a movie review. Lead, Hobie does the same thing. You want to help your community? What can you do? Go out, volunteer for a purpose, for a reason. And you don't have to do it alone. And I think that's where I took out the most of it, is that I don't have to do it alone. I, am, so I'm, I have people who believe in the same thing, and they may think it's crazy that we're going to change the world. They don't think it's crazy. They think it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. I completely agree with you. Yeah, it only takes, you know, you. It's, it's your doing if you want to change the world. So I think that that's really great that Hobie does that. Before you attended the conference, did you think that you were a leader in your opinion? I know you've been doing the Kids First for a while, which is really incredible. But, you know, sometimes I feel that you only know if you're a leader in your heart. Did you know that? Or did Hobie kind of make that more clear to you? Or did you not know? I never like to put myself on a pedestal of any sort. And I didn't believe I was worthy to come to this Congress because I, I went along with somebody, uh, Anayi, who I mentioned before, who was also lucky enough to get the scholarship. And we talked on the plane for a long time. And hearing her story and where she's come from, it's, it made me think that, wow, what am I doing here? Because she is so much more deserving than I ever was. And when I came to, and when I, after the Leadership Congress, I, I want to look at myself as a leader. But saying that's one thing, doing is another. And there's just so many big plans I have with, my, with some of the friends I've made. And I don't, I don't think you truly know if you're, when, you, when you're a leader. I don't think you, cho- you yourself choose to be a leader. If someone asks me if I'm a leader... I'm not going to know that. The people around me are going to know that. If the people say, if, the, if I make a difference in this world and if I go out and make my difference in my community and if they label me as a leader, fantastic. But I want to be a leader and I want to make a difference. And that's still a question that's still bouncing around in my head. If that makes that's sense. You know, I don't think that's, I answered the question. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean... We all, we all have different opinions of leaders. You know, you could think of it yourself. Other people could think of it. But, you know, it sounds like you're doing great things, and Hobie is definitely too. So what would you say, who would you recommend to, I know you said you wrote an essay and you got a scholarship. What kinds of people and how can we get involved if we want to participate in the same Congress? Anybody. No matter where you're from, your financial crisis, your, um, your, where you live, where um, your, your turmoil, your circumstances, no matter where you are, you can apply. And if you have financial issues, it's, I know it does cost money. Go, I know people who went to, worked hard to raise the money. Ask people around. People, if you ask people to, to, fund, to help fund you for this kind of thing, I'm sure they will be willing to. Ask around. Do, do GoFundMe. Do whatever you can. 
Anybody can join. Go to um, www.hobi.org and also go to the World Leadership Congress website to learn how you can apply. Find out how, because I truly believe that, that Hobi changed my life, made me feel, empowered me to do so much more in this world. So anybody can join, and I feel like everybody should join. So thank you so much for letting me talk about this leadership. I, thank you, kids, first for letting me talk about my experience of it. Please, if you're going in your sophomore year, do it. At least try. Well, thank you so much for talking about it. Yeah, it sounds... Hobie sounds incredible, and you heard it from Kiefer. If you want to apply, go online. You know, try to get involved. It really, it really does pay off, as Kiefer said. So thank you so much for talking about it. Thank you very much. And also, shout out to all my WRC friends and family. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me. I love you all. Good night. Let's take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met Season 1. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And I just got done talking about the World Leadership Congress, which I had the pleasure of doing. We also got done talking about The Boss Baby and Step. We're going to end this magical movie reviewing station with My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Magical Movie Night with Jolene. Thank you for being on the show, Jolene. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little about this My Little Pony, this this theme for My Little Pony, because I love the show. It's bright. It's colorful. It's a big hit nowadays. So um, what did you think about it? These three episodes were mostly based about like friendship and teamwork and sticking together. And this, these three movies are like really, really concentrated on trustworthy forgiveness and morals like that. Interesting. So first of all, if, what if you're not, what if you haven't seen the show? This is your first time viewing it, and I pick up this DVD, and I watch it the first time. Will I still enjoy it? 
Yes, I think this is a really great example of what the My Little Ponies are. And they just, they are, they teach morals in a very fun way and make everything happy and colorful. And they just, they spread good things all around the world one movie at a time. So um, tell us about what the theme is. Since this is Magical Movie Night, what are they doing? It's, the theme is basically uh, magic because there are times when they get trapped in mirrors and sometimes the dance they have are magic is magic and it has magical powers that they didn't know of. And um, the titles of the episodes are Dance Magic, Movie Magic, and Mirror Magic. And oh. all of these all of these have magic in them because all of the all of the characters work together to save each other from the magic, which is which is which leads to the morals of friendship and trustworthiness. That's absolutely adorable. And the movies are magic. Movies are a magical place, so it is fitting to have that kind of theme. So what would you say is your favorite character in the show? Um, my favorite character is Twilight Sparkle, voiced by Tara Strong. Because so. I can I can relate to Twilight Sparkle because because she she is a very nerdy character, and most of the time she is correct, and most of the time she's naive. And I feel like when she tells her friends to be careful, and then they just ignore her, and then in the end she was right all along. And it creates very humorous moments, and Twilight Sparkle is a very funny person, so that's why she's my favorite character. I love Taylor Strong. She is a personal hero of mine. She's a fantastic voice actress. She's done stuff like from like the Powerpuff Girls. She played Bubbles. She was Timmy Turner in The Fairy Art Parents. And she's just a very influential voice actress. And she just really made her way in the, in the industry. So I love her. And I'm so happy that she's in this show because she is amazing. So uh, what do you think about the voice? Speaking of the voice actors, uh, what, did you think, what did you think about them in the show? Um, I thought it was very cool that they made 20-year-old, 30-year-old um, adults sound like children. And um, I don't know if they did any, like, special editing or stuff like that on it. But it, when you listen to it, it doesn't sound like they were voiced by 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. But it still sounds very good. It sounds, like, with very much emotion and quality and the voices really sound like children. They're talented, talented people. I've said this on a show so many times. Voice actors are such talented people because what they're able to do with just their voice and be able to portray so much emotion and character just from that is outstanding. Yeah. So, uh, Jolene, what did you enjoy most about this television show and what makes it unique from other television shows? This television show is unique because because it incorporates everything into the episodes it incorporates so many different morals but makes it makes it fun and exciting as well and this the my little pony series um even though even though it seems like seems like something for young children um actually some of my friends really enjoy this show and watch it a lot and they really like how how there's something for everybody in the in the in their episodes. There will be an episode for you that you'll really enjoy, or some that you'll think are too cheesy. But 
My Little Pony really makes really makes something for everybody, which is why I like My Little Pony. That's a perfect kind of balance. That's something for everybody, so that it's not just geared towards just one audience. That's a that's not easy to do, and that's great that this show is very versatile in that aspect. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about the World Leadership Congress, The Boss Baby, and Step. This show was sponsored by The Day Henry Met, Season 1, out on DVD now. We're going to continue our conversation with Jolene about My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Magical Movie Night. With that long of a title, I must have a... With that long of a title, I must have... It must be jam-packed with much fun and magical experience. So, Jolene, what would you say is your favorite episode? My favorite episode is Movie Magic because because um, there's a lot of problems during this during this film during this episode, and it's really cool how they can fit so many into one episode without it being so complex. And everything just flows really nicely, and it just makes me happy to see that all of the problems get solved and everything fits together why the problems happened. And I really like storylines like that. It sounds like it's woven like a quilt, the story and the morals along with this, which is perfect because, well, it seems like a very well-done show in that way. Because, again, as as Albert Hitchcock once said, there's three things to do when you make a movie or a television show. The script, the script, and the script, which it sounds like this film, this show, excuse me, has a good one. So what, what do you feel like, because as I mentioned on the show before, children's media is incredibly important, and what we give the kids is very important, and we don't want to just give them garbage, because that's, that's just not respectful to our kids, because kids can handle, kids can and deserve good material and good source materials that teaches them good morals with with also giving them some quality entertainment. So what do you feel like this show does that other kids shows can maybe learn from this? This show is mainly, it's very similar to other kids shows, but I think what makes this one different is that, is that there are a variety of morals, like I said before. Um, other kids shows are mainly just, they only have few morals and they just repeat them over and over again, like cliche morals about like being happy and like being being um, grateful for what you have. But I feel like My Little Pony makes, makes shows out different morals that you wouldn't expect to see. And I think, but they're still really important morals that people forget about. So that's why... That's what's different about My Little Pony. Good point, because they do tackle some messages that... I remember there was an episode of My Little Pony that talked that was a message about anxiety. I mentioned on the show before, and you don't really get those kind of messages in, in kids' shows, but they're very important messages that people should know about. Uh, and I, I was also... We've joked about on the show before that if we were to ask people in the 90s if people in the 90s were asked, like, what do kids watch nowadays? Like, we watch My Little Pony, Transformers, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What did you watch in the 90s? My Little Pony, Transformers, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It seems like we're kind of recycling a lot of the things that we had because we have a really big sense of nostalgia. What would you say to counteract that? Do you feel like that? Why, why do you think it's good that we may have, that we may, necessarily 
like rehash, but maybe recycle some of the source materials of back then. Well, some of the some of the morals we recycle are really good morals too. But I feel like why they recycle them is because sometimes people forget, and most of these are morals that people don't really don't really know about or don't really understand. Some people might not know why it's good to be honest. Like some people might might lie a lot. Some kids might lie a lot. But then, like, if they keep seeing these movies everywhere and watch different ones, maybe that'll get them to change their mind. Well, it's great to have shows like this to teach kids good morals while also giving them bright, colorful animation to entertain them. So, thank you so much, Jolene, for talking about My Little Pony, Equestria Girls Magical Movie Night. I enjoyed being here. We enjoy having you. Uh, well, this DVD collection is out right now, so please go check it out and have some fun at the movies. With that said, you've been listening to Kids First Camping Attractions. To check out our latest reviews, DVD releases, and red carpet events, be sure to check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also, check out our YouTube page. It gives us the, the, where you can check out our amazing quality and amazing videos. They, we've been doing some really good videos recently. We're, we're happy, and also, we got new critics, and they're fantastic. So we're very happy to have them on. Also, check out our blogs in our jury section. We write blogs about entertainment and what's going on in the movies. Well, thank you so much. I'm your host, Eva Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met, Season 1. Thank you for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Thank you.